Hello, everyone. Hello, welcome. We have a very special episode for you today. We have a special guest. She's basically the OG tired girl. She is. This is the episode where we have the girl who invented Tired Girls Club on our pod. Yes. So, which is that like rude that we have a podcast without Kel? But I don't know. No. Do you think Kel would be here every morning at 9.30 a.m.? I don't know. She's here in spirit. She is here in spirit. She's a tired girl. And we got her here yes. at 9.30 a.m. for the pot. <laughs> yeah. So it worked. She's here. I mean, Kelly, if you're listening, come be on the pot. Be our third woman. I'm sure she is listening. This is her pot. <laughs> hey, Kelly. Hey, Kel, come be on the pot. <laughs> Kelly, we miss you. Come over. Where are you at? Come over at 9.30 a.m. every morning to Becca's. Every Wednesday morning, not every morning. Don't come over to my house every morning at 9.30, Just please. kidding. Just Wednesday. Sorry. Just Wednesday. Anyway. Um, we love Kelly. She's the best. Um, on this pod, we talk about Kelly and why she's the best, mm-hmm. which is basically um, we talk about work, how we know her there. We talk about her past, her present, her future, mm-hmm. all the things. All the things. We even get into pretty deep conversation about certain things, like struggles and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. We're proud to have another guest. We are working on that. I think that this one is probably better than the last. I mean, not probably. It's way better way than better. the last time we had a guest. Yeah. We're figuring it out slowly but surely. So um, we're hoping to have more guests in the future. So if you want to be one of those guests, hit us up. Yeah, let us know. Until uh, then, listen to us and Kelly. We woo. love her. Stay on my head. Okay. Are they backwards? No. No. Do headphones go on backwards? <laughs> Is there a right way and a wrong way to put on headphones? There's a right and a left. Who would have thought? <laughs> I just made that up. That's good. Well, hello, welcome, Tyra girls. Welcome, Kel. Welcome, Hello. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly King. She's the OG tired girl. She is an OG tired girl. I think she actually came up with the name Tired Girls I Club. know. We just stole it from <laughs> Kelly and, and ran with it. But Kelly was there on our couch that one day after work, and we just sat there and ate did pizza. absolutely nothing. Just ate laid pizza. there after uh, work. Pizza was eaten. Oh, I don't remember eating was. pizza. You what? I don't remember eating pizza. But I'm pretty sure we were also stoned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yes. I was gonna say, how could you forget? We demolished that. Yeah, we did. (laughs) That's that's fair. Uh, Yeah. And Kelly said, "Tired Girls Club." (laughs) In her way. And here we are, Tired Girls Club reunited. Hey, Cal. Hi, (laughs) Damon. Introduce yourself for us, Cal. Who are you even? Hi. Yo, I'm Kelly King. Uh, I know these ladies from working at Urban Betty at the salon that we work at. Uh, I started working at the front desk with Becca. Hey. Becca was my OG bestie. Yes, and then, the OG besties. And then Jamie invited me to a metal show, and we've been best friends ever since. So. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, I just like worked my way into their little friendship. 
Yeah. It worked. Here the we trifecta. are. The trifecta. The trifecta, yes. Um, and no, I don't know where I was going. You're from Chicago originally, right? I did originate from Chicago. And how <laughs> long have you been in Austin? <laughs> About, I always lose track. I feel like I've been saying 13 years for a while now, but I believe it's somewhere. <laughs> I moved here when I was 16 in high school. Oh. Uh, my stepdad took a job out here and I just decided to stick around after but I love it here. For the longest time, I thought that she grew up in Dallas. What? <laughs> why? That she like lived in Chicago for like, I don't know, not that long and then grew up in Dallas. I don't know why. Because she's blonde? No. <laughs> Dallas not because she's blonde. Um, your parents live, or your mom lives in Dallas. That's true, Dallas. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom and stepdad still live in Texas, so I could see where that's misleading. And yeah. then it's just like your brother's in Chicago? Yeah, the rest of my family's. Except for my little brothers, all up in Chicago. So all up in Chicago, all up in Chicago, <laughs> in and around, in and around, and inside Chicago. So we got a real wow. Chicago, Chicago. We got a Chicago. <laughs> we got a Chicagoan. We got. I have zero accent left. That's also probably why I sound like I'm from Dallas, but that's okay. Um, I I'm like y'all want to pop? Like, <laughs> oh my god, don't say pop. <laughs> Dee -de, go away. Taco always wants to be on the podcast. She does. She's here. <laughs> She's here for it. All right. Well, should we pull an Oracle card? We shall. Um, it is tradition for our guests to All be the, guests the one. All the guests we've had. <laughs> our guests to pull the Oracle cards. So take the deck. You have to knock on it. Obviously, clear the energy because it's you now. What is your Thank dominant you. hand? My right. So hold it in your right hand and shuffle into your left. Because your left is your receptive hand. It's going to drop them everywhere. That's what we learned from the tarot deck. Receptive hand of the dicks. Am I doing this correctly? It looks like it, yes. I think so. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like when Jamie does it. And then Except just, I drop them all. Oh. Jamie drops them all Is the that time. the point, though, for one to jump out? Kind of. Yeah. Or if it feels right, you know? Yeah. Okay. No pressure. What no are we pressure. meditating on? Oh yeah. Today? Um, um, what is the energy for this podcast? That's usually the good what question. Is the energy what energy is Kel bringing to this podcast, Oracle Deck? <laughs> what is our friendship and Kelly and Jamie and me? What are we? What are we doing together here today? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's up? What's good? What do we need to know? Watch. It's like. <laughs> I don't even think there's a bad one in there. Just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. <gasps> She's picking. It's time. What is it? The bat. A bat. The bat? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, cool. <laughs> How exciting. So metal. I love it. That would be us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bat, bat, bat. Vulture owl bat. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> it doesn't look promising. <laughs> I mean, we'll just have to have a good conversation about it, is all yeah, it means. Yeah, I agree. So the bat, it says, darkness, letting go, death leading to rebirth. That's so, a fucking bat? Death leading to rebirth. I guess. Well, like a vampire bat, you know, vampires are Vampires are, bats, are dead right? forever. Yeah, right? and then they come back because they're reborn as vampires and bats. I read, I read books. <laughs> all right. Before emerging, the bat waits for the sun to set and the moon to rise. In the darkness, it can see all that was invisible in the daylight hours. The bat is a master of the subtle senses of the underlying forces that cause some things to prosper and others to fade. The bat card shows up to signify the ending of a chapter, the closing of a door. 
The bat comes swiftly, encouraging us to move on. In just a few hours, a new day dawns, no more lingering in the past. When in balance, accepts, adapts, adjusts. When out of balance, refuses to let go, reminisces. To bring into balance, watch the sunrise. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like based on knowing you, Cal, and the things that happen in all our lives, this seems... I... I... <laughs> I think that it telling you to watch the sunrise is telling both of us to get up early and run in the <laughs> Go morning for our three mile jogs yes. yes sunrise run which it did bring me back into balance that one run that one run that was the last time i ran outside except for that i ran a inside instance. a couple times who are you you ran I'm inside i'm a fucking running chick okay i do that lady's a running chick look at her go she's even me... pushing a baby okay yeah no, working on them glutes hey hey she's got it someone's got it no one's <laughs> yeah. gonna do it for her you know it's true well, do you feel like you resonate with this bat at all? Are you visual? Do you want to read it yourself? Yeah, I'm that way. Take a peek. I can't like comprehend anything if I don't look at it. <laughs> I didn't even comprehend any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Taco, stop playing with the rope, please. Thank you. Taco. Should we take it away from her? I mean, she's just gonna go find something else. Oh. But then there's little Roar, little angel over there. She has a friggin' angel, isn't she? Will you go lay down? Go lay down. How's it feel, Kel? Does it feel right? <sighs> what is your um, interpretation of this card pulled? I don't know. I mean, when I was talking about the subtle senses, like the underlying forces that cause some things to prosper and others to fade, it just kind of reminds me kind of more of like intuition and being able to like kind of read those situations you know like when to let go and yeah like that yeah I'm not 100% sure how that ties into our friendship but hey you pulled the card yeah that card is for you (laughs) it's just trying to get real deep real quick yeah no absolutely I don't know that sounds like something I would be (laughs) yeah I like to dive in there so yeah absolutely um dive in deep into deep waters of emotion and life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so well, is there, I don't know, are there doors that need to be closed or do you need to... Within our friendship? Well, I don't Within know. Within your life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I believe so, but... Working on them, I guess. It's never yeah. easy to close doors, you know? Sometimes doors are heavy. And Whoa, it just... <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> Sometimes doors are heavy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get that tattooed across my, oh my chest. God. I'm going to get it tattooed across my forehead. Oh, perfect. Wow. No one up you on that. Sometimes doors are heavy. That's so some, true. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And that's okay. Sometimes it's like a castle door, you know? <laughs> And they're really heavy and big, so it takes a lot of effort to shut it. And the castle is still beautiful and great and fine, but, I mean, that one last, like, Right. But then there's always that other door, right? Because they also say, you know what they say. When one door closes, another one shall open for you. Wow, she <laughs> nailed that one. I'm I was pretty close. I know. Pretty close. I know that one. That one's an old one. <laughs> 
I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll ever be trapped with a door, a closed door. Hopefully, yeah. unless you close the door to stay stuck somewhere. But that's your own choice. You feel me? Yeah, I feel like when you walk into a room and you see that there's no way out, the only way out is through the door you came in, right? <laughs> I think I'm weird too deep in this door maze, I think. Oh, uh, well, there you go, Kel. That is the bat for us for today. I think it's a good one. Um, Yo. Yo. <laughs> So, I brought these little conversation starters for couples, but... Because we're the perfect three couple that ever there was. Yeah, we're in Austin. There's room for so many in this couple. <laughs> There's room for so many in this couple. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, I'm going to shuffle this deck, Cal. And I'm going to ask you... Because I clearly... I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> I just pulled up my note of Jamie sayings. (laughs) Let's hear one. (laughs) I'm hanging on by my toe threads. (laughs) Toenails? What's that saying? (laughs) Isn't there a a saying that says that? I'm hanging on by my toe threads? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find it and you guys are going to like be embarrassed. by my toe threads. Okay, Kel. Congratulations. (laughs) Your boss just gave everyone a spring break. Where do you go? Oh. Is if money is not an issue. Yeah, any well, no. anywhere. You no. Can... Anywhere. Use your imagination. Okay. <laughs> your vacation of your wildest dreams. Oof. Bali has been on my mind for Ooh. quite a while. Are you I just like a beachy a... chick? I don't typically see myself as a beachy chick, but Bali's been calling my name for a while now. Mm. I just feel like I've been feeling a beach trip recently like a relaxing vacation that's like properly just laying on a beach relaxing and not so much like running around sightseeing and you know I mean which is also fun but like a proper vacation where you're just chilling nothing to do nothing to do but be in paradise I think and there's like a beach server that comes by and asks you if you'd like a refill on your cabana boy yes (laughs) you're a cabana boy even better (laughs) wow shall we go to padre (laughs) is that the same as Bali? i close enough (laughs) ew no (laughs) um I'm sorry I guess can you afford to go to Bali right now (laughs) probably not we can just go on the beach. I can't beach afford to go clo- to Padre. Right yeah, now. that's true. That's <laughs> true. I feel like the beach, the river beach is better than the beach beach. What river beach? I don't know. Like any going on the river here on the water. Like the Great Bill? It's probably cleaner and nicer and whatever than. All right. <laughs> but I don't know. To be fair, I've never been to Padre. So I guess I can't <laughs> talk too much shit. I've, I've been to Porto Rancho. I've been to Padre one time. Yeah. I've never been to Porto. Yeah, I wouldn't back (laughs) i feel like i need to go back to padre only because i went and it was like surprise spring break which is exactly the question (laughs) yeah that's funny circle wow (laughs) right where are you going on vacay too um i'm going 
Wow, I didn't think I was going to answer this question, so I need a minute. We're all answering. Well, okay, well, where are you going? I'm going to New Zealand. <laughs> oh, okay. Why New Zealand? Because <laughs> that's probably the most expensive place to go. And if it we're just talking hypothetical of the vacation of our dreams, that's where I'm going. You want to choose the most money one? That's, that yeah. makes sense. I think, oh, I really want to go to um, fucking, what's that place in Canada? Banff. Oh. I would love to go to Banff. I just kind of like to say it, but it also is like really beautiful. It has like the mountains and the pretty water and the trees and the stuff, and it seems relaxing. Don't people camp there? I think so, but I think it can be like resorty. Hmm. I don't know. I've never been to Banff. I can tell you. That's what we've been. I've been trying to think of something to do because I want to go out of the country for my thirtieth birthday. Hey, <gasps> and uh, thinking realistically, Zach was kind of like, "Well, we could go to Banff," and I'm like, "But yes. my birthday is." December 28th. Oh, yeah, fucking freezing. So, <laughs> maybe not for my birthday, but just, like, looking into it, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks there, so beautiful. Which would also probably be, like, my second. That's, like, typical vacation I think I would take. It's, mm-hmm. like, mountains and greenery, forests, and yeah. cool weather. But. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to go to, like, Egypt, not gonna lie. Or, like, maybe not Egypt, or, like, Morocco. Oh, like fuck Sahara yeah. Egypt would be badass. <gasps> Like some desert <laughs> stuff. What do you think would happen if you like touched a pyramid? <laughs> I mean, it's stood the test of time so far. It's probably not going to crumble. I feel like I would get superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. Mean, I would love to might. test this theory. I know. I think we should go to Egypt too. Oh God! Could you imagine? We go to Egypt. Wow, that's like a movie. Tire Girls Club feature film. It's like the Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tired girls go to Egypt. <laughs> oh my gosh! Could you imagine? I can. I believe- it's like <laughs> kind of a train wreck. But why the lie. fuck? Okay, we need to figure out a way to get places faster because that two and a half hour plane ride from Minneapolis to Austin was like I was crawling out of my skin. Okay, can you imagine the 10-hour plane ride I was on from Texas to fucking... Or, I won't go there. We'll just hope Jamie gets teleportation hours from the pyramid. Just learn how to, like, (laughs) open wormholes so we can just zip through space and time. Okay. Okay. That's your task. Okay. All right. My life goal. Mm -hmm. I want to pull a card. Did you say where you'd go? I said bam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how we talked about <laughs> Egypt. And I didn't stuff. have coffee this morning. I'm like, what is happening? I know. That's <laughs> what I need. Today's my day off. Do you have to work today, Kel? I am off today. Ooh, it's my Sunday. Got the Sunday scaries today. The Sunday scaries? Yes. What's, What's the Sunday mean? scaries? Just where you get like anxiety on your last day before you go back to work. Like, ugh. Sunday scaries. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Like, you're not quite relaxing. You're like, I gotta get back to work tomorrow. What? She's a Capricorn. <laughs> okay. This, well, I don't know why there's so much background to this. But <laughs> it says in the movie The Karate Kid, young Daniel is befriended by an old Japanese band who teaches him karate, but more importantly, offers him kindness and encouragement. Name an older person who blessed you with kindness and encouragement. Uh, <clears throat> Do you have anyone you look up to? Um, I mean, the 
Mr. Miyagi, she's about to say. She's going to say Mr. Miyagi. Well, the yeah. first thought that came to my head was my hair sensei, which would be Maddie. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. No, that's perfect. <laughs> Kindness in the tough kind of love. Yeah. But definitely encouraging and definitely probably the most impactful in my life slash career at this point, I think. Um, yeah. Definitely was in a weird place when I first started doing hair, just like consumed by anxiety and lack of confidence. And uh, she definitely was my Mr. Miyagi and just kind of like pushed me and, you know, threw me into it to the point that I like proved to myself that I know what I'm doing. And now so. you're killing it. Killin Miss Retail it. Queen of the century. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I was pretty close this month. Just I yeah, think I'm no, killing it. Oh, yeah, with your like $399. <laughs> That's me. That. I think I have the lowest RTS. No offense. No offense. No well, offense. to you. But I, no, I was going to say no offense, but I just really don't care. No, that's okay. Yeah. Kelly, do you think that doing hair helped you overcome your anxiety? A hundred percent. I think it was almost kind of a mirror to show me. Probably it was some of my biggest insecurities, which is kind of ironic. Uh, I remember someone saying that, like, it's kind of interesting that you chose a career that kind of, like, highlights all of your anxieties. But, I mean, I always knew I wanted to do hair, but I didn't really think of the fact that I have <laughs> severe social anxiety. And <clears throat> I think just being thrown into that and facing it was, like, the only way to kind of overcome that. But uh, just a lot of, like, lack of self-confidence and lack of self-worth. But it definitely helped me gain that. And it's been kind of incredible thinking back to just, like, a year of being on the floor and where I'm at now, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I like look at it now. I'll like go into work and I'll be just like working on clients and I'll be talking to them like, Oh yeah. I remember like I used to like know I had a client in cosmetology school and like stay home from school because I was scared to take clients. And then I just think about it like being like, as I'm doing their hair, like talking about it and it sounds so foreign to me now, but it's actually just like, I can like, it seems so, you know, like a world ago but sure. and your yeah. clients like love you too which is so great <laughs> and they're all so nice and you do so good you do like so many highlights oh yeah, go to it. kelly <laughs> all the highlights yes <laughs> oh that's awesome what so if social anxiety was one of the things that you're like addressing by doing it what else like what are other things because like now you can give people that like self-worth and self-confidence was it is that it? I don't even think I'm asking a question. Um, I mean, I definitely think... I remember, like, Shelly saying something about how, like, when she stopped doing hair, uh, she kind of, like, lost that validation of, like, repeatedly getting that, like, positive feedback throughout the day and, like, how that kind of, like... She didn't realize, like, how much she craved that, but I do think, like, it helps to have, you know, someone every time you, like, finish a client and, like, them like oh my gosh I love my hair I'm not like you know I was feeling like feeling like I'm going through a breakup or a divorce and just you know I've just been in like a bad place and now I just like feel so much better and like you know just being able to like instill that confidence in someone like that was a small part of like well kind of a big part of what made me realize like I wanted to do that for a career was just I mean I used to do that for myself just like 
changing looks a lot. And like when I was depressed, I actually remember being in like therapy and I remember my therapist being like, well, what are some things when you're feeling depressed that you can do? It's like, you know, kind of help pull you out of that, that like make you feel better. Like, and I was like, well, when I change my hairstyle or like change my look, it does like kind of give me a reset on like my personality. I don't know. It just kind of pulled me out of that slump and just gave me something to like kind of focus on that made me feel good about myself. And I actually kind of like love being able to do that for clients. And especially when you get that feedback like that, it's kind of just rebuilds that confidence in yourself, you know, like I was able to do that for someone. And so I think it definitely helps just regaining self-confidence in that sense. Like something that I felt so insecure about now is something that like people look at as like a skill or something that they appreciate in me and it just feels really cool to be able to like constantly get validation of like you're doing a good job and even when you thought like you couldn't do it you know like you are doing a good job and so I think that definitely helps and I don't know just like really cool being able to share that with clients and stuff like that you know just I think another story that I kind of have to share with clients is just kind of like wanting to be a hairstylist for so long like eight years and you know saying it over and over again like it's kind of weird looking back on it because I didn't really have like a solid game plan of how I was going to end up getting into cosmetology school like I tried for like eight years and like for some reason I still like when people asked what I was going to do I was just like I'm going to be a hairstylist like <laughs> I really had no game plan but just the kind of my story of um trying for eight years to get into school and then finally being able to like be handed <clears throat> sorry handed that opportunity uh to get in and I think just not giving up on your dreams and stuff like that is always kind of a good story to be able to like share with my clients and stuff like that that kind of you know helps them in tough times and stuff like that when they're struggling trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives and stuff like that you know just like the perseverance side of that is kind of yeah have you always struggled with anxiety uh as far as I, <laughs> I need more water, sorry. I, no, you're fine. I, as far as I can remember, I mean, I remember <clears throat> like my first panic, <clears throat> my first panic attack back in freshman year in high school, and not knowing what it was, thinking I was like legit gonna die. <laughs> um, but I struggled with before I was really like diagnosed with that. I was just having panic attacks every night before I went to bed, um, just laying in bed thinking I was gonna die and um yeah and then I finally got a medication for that and that was like the first time that like I went to therapy and was able to kind of like understand what was really going on I just thought you know I was going crazy all sure. the time but I mean it's really nice like I think that's something that like I definitely appreciate with our friendship is just feeling not alone in a lot of mental health type issues or just you know the more people you are open to about that stuff, it's just realizing that, like, so many people struggle with those things. I feel like mm -hmm. so many people struggle with it, and they put this mask on, and, like, that's why they have anxiety, because, like, they're not dealing with it. I honestly hate the word, like, quote-unquote diagnosis or whatever, or, like, even just, like, specific diagnosis diagnoses in general, because it's, like, for me, I think it's just either, like a specific coping skill that you have or a lack of coping skills i mean obviously there are people that have like crazy chemical imbalances in their brain that have like 
other shit going on. But I think as far as like the word anxiety, like such a spectrum. Yeah, like to have a panic attack over one thing, somebody else can be like, why would you have a panic attack over that? You know, and it's like it's all perspective. And I think it's all just like, I don't know, it's what you know. It's like, yeah, like I said, a coping skill or lack thereof. So I think that's good that you did push yourself out of those boundaries that you've like held over yourself for so long and now you can like raise the roof bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely think like yeah like chemical imbalance definitely plays a part in that and I remember um like when me and Zach were first dating and it was kind of like you know I was trying to explain these things to him and he was always kind of like you know there are things you can do to help yourself in those situations and like to me it was very frustrating because I was kind of taught because I was quote-unquote diagnosed at, like freshman year that like oh you just have a chemical imbalance and like, like you need to be a medication yeah, yeah they make you feel like that's who you are now yeah and I was just like no you don't get it like I need to be on medication or I need like this isn't something I can fix for myself and I think what he was trying to push me to do was you know like like there are things you can do to kind of help yourself in those situations and not just I did kind of play the victim with my anxiety or depression and things like that you know but it's true like I mean I think there's like I don't even know if this is a true quote from Jim Carrey but it was kind of saying like yes there's a chemical imbalance but if you're not you know eating a good diet and exercising and going outside and getting like sunshine and stuff like that you're not really giving yourself a fighting chance like and it's kind of in that sense like you know I get 100%. Like, that's where I struggled was being like, well, when you're depressed, you don't want to work out. You don't want to do those things. but Or you don't want to hang out with friends and, you know, see the brighter things in life. But um, I think kind of having to be thrown into something that made me face my anxiety and realizing that, like, this massive fear that I have is kind of – I mean, not that I didn't know it was irrational at the time, but kind of just overcoming that by, like, exposure therapy, basically, is, like, realizing, like, you do have a little bit more power when it comes to your anxiety and your depression and things like that. Like, it doesn't have to completely run your life. You know, you do have a little bit of control over certain aspects to help yourself, at least. Might not cure it completely. I mean, I still struggle with anxiety and social anxiety, but... Um, it's definitely come leaps and bounds from what it used to be. Sure. So yeah. Well, you can still like maybe you can't choose to have anxiety or depression or like you know fix it and whatever, but you can still choose how you spend your time. And so it's yes. like, are you gonna spend your time just like laying in bed, or are you gonna spend your time like pr- trying to stand up and like look out the window or like go outside, you know, and super 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 severe shit or yeah. whatever? Are you gonna just try to? go outside or make a little step you know despite all of it it's like I mean like the other day I mean we were sitting after work in the car and uh, just feeling talking to Jamie about like how I'm in this low spot right now and I just felt like there wasn't anything I could do to kind of like pull myself out of it and then Becca's all like hey I'm going running at seven in the morning (laughs) you should come with me and I was like there's no way in hell I will get up at that time like I haven't woken up past like 1130 in like months but you know I think just having that accountability and mm-hmm. not wanting to let someone down like and Capricorn there and you go you <laughs> but I woke you up and we ran yeah it made such an impact like it really motivated me to kind of I was like this is like, good. like like so 
I don't know. Like people don't talk about that enough. Like it's so like underrated. Maybe I think the people who know know, and like <laughs> it's a club or some shit. It is but, a like, fucking club that I want nothing to do with. <laughs> you say that, but if you ran outside, Jamo, I have run outside. Okay. I, I hate know. It. I well, hate running. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run outside. It makes me so mad. I'm like, why That's am I doing I this? Well, I thought I'd much I rather was. I'd much rather ride a bike. I'll ride a bike next to you guys while you run. Did you tell Jamie what happened? When we were running? Oh, no. She'll get pissed. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, never mind. Well, yeah. What happened? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me on the pod. Uh, so, <laughs> no. Well, we were running in the neighborhood, and this, like, black truck came and fucking stopped oh, next God. to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, you, can, you know where this is going. Yeah. What did you do? Oh, it was really extreme. Uh, but it was really extreme. Uh, Did you kick his fucking door in? I was like stunned no, I when like it happened. Flipped him off, and that's he drove away. But, but it was just kind of like we were jolted, yeah. and then he drove away, and then I was like, uh. I would have kicked his fucking door in. I know. Well, I was like, oh, good thing I have a well, this like, MMA chick with me, <laughs> right? I mean, that hasn't like happened to me before, so I okay. was just like kind of caught to off me. Guard that that like oh, I know this I just that. kicks back to the anxiety again, but I was just like mm-hmm. crap because I was like. We were just jogging. I'm like, this is so positive. And yeah, now right. I like literally have anxiety about running outside now. And I'm like, that I know was it was such an odd. the only time it happened, too. I know. I think it's it happened because so it was me and Kelly. And we were both cute running around. Probably. Those big old but booties. But still, you don't stop <laughs> and do that shit. Oh, it makes me so mad. There was one time there was this truck. We were stopped at a stoplight. And he kept like coming up and like yelling shit at us and i was like trying my hardest like i was like flipping out in my car i wanted to freak the fuck out oh, on yeah. this person like it's not okay to do that it's not okay to make people I feel uncomfortable they think it's okay and like no. we're just gonna be like oh yeah i know what this are they is great so they have to get something out of it even without a reaction but i just anyways but it, it sucks and i'm trying to like mentally like work past it and like that's not gonna happen again that yeah, was such no. a but odd... I mean, it could it could happen again it happens <sighs> all the fucking time i, I mean the other day we need i to was... get pepper spray i know I just, that would have been allowed? that would have yeah. been sick no. just to pepper spray his ass like right <laughs> no <laughs> and his dick yeah, yeah right <laughs> no but i mean like i'm just i'm glad that you got like a another membership of my gym oh yeah so like i'm because yeah. i'm like i do i it was such a positive a mental switch for me just that one like that one workout and like mm-hmm. I saw like a small difference in my body which I've been struggling with and like just that small push because I'm kind of like what's the point like I'm so far gone right and like <laughs> oh, whatever <laughs> oh my but, god <laughs> but in my head I'm like ugh, like no, all this work it's not gonna make a difference or whatever I've been but. running I've only ran for maybe two weeks at this point like almost every day and there have been like three different people at work have been like, "Oh, you look so slim thick today," <laughs> or like, <laughs> "Or you look good," or "Did you? What's different?" And I'm like, "I'm, I don't know. I'm like a running chick now. That's it. That's all I've changed." Yeah. And my hair's yellow, but whatever. I don't <laughs> there's think there's that. There's that, but still, like people have even noticed, and like I've noticed, and it's not even. And I run for like 25 minutes. Like, yeah. That's all you have to do. I'm not like overwhelming myself, and I and part of me. Like, I've been doing my treadmill runs more, like, the last few days. And part of me is like, oh, well, I should just, like, do some, like, leg exercises or something or do something else while I'm here. But then I'm like, I already did half an hour. I don't want to, like, be so tired that I can't do this again tomorrow, you know? And I'm, like, not wiped out. So, it's if anything, it's just, like, builds excitement. And then I'm just, like, ready to go back because I'm not just, like, overdoing it. And that's what I've been doing all the time is just overdoing it. And then I don't actually see any like benefits but i I think think for me and my body 
this is what's working for now anyway that's probably like my the one thing I'm trying to work on is like getting into like a healthy way of working out where it's more like shorter sessions more frequently rather than like busting out a two-hour workout and then being so sore and like just like I I don't have time for a two-hour workout in my head I think it has to be this like drawn out thing and right. like well but, but even if it is like one short little thing it's like so much more manageable to do and then you get it done and then that like builds confidence because yeah. then it's like yeah, yeah I did work out five days a week doesn't yeah. matter that it was for 25 minutes 100%. like it's still more than if you spent two hours at the gym one day like and then couldn't go work back out for the for rest like of the month, week, you know? Yeah, like which has been like the cycle for this me. This is why we're yin and yang because I'm like I have to work out for at least like two to three hours a day. That's kind of how I am. But like I'm like, but ugh. you are able to maintain that, which you maybe also take maybe starting out. Yeah, oh, and I'm an <laughs> unnatural chick. True. Give me that pre-workout though. But I don't take a lot of it. I take like <laughs> half a scoop. That's okay. Do yeah. you? I want to be that person that like just for the sake of mental health I think it has such a huge impact on that and like I just want to be that person that is consistent with it but I think in order to do that I think I have to start at least getting into a fitness routine with smaller sessions more frequently so you have to find what works for you too like running definitely doesn't work for me but like Muay Thai and lifting and like are you vomiting? No, I like Muay Thai. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, like that, I love that. And like martial arts, I guess, in general. Because I'm starting to do more jujitsu now. But yeah, I just, I feel like, I don't know. That's my next big, I, that's what I'm also kind of coming to realization is I think the gym for me is clearly not working. I'm 28 years old. It hasn't been something I've been able to stick to consistently. Maybe like a month or two. But it's nothing like... That's really, it feels like a chore to me, and I really want to find something that is uh, physically assertive. Do you need <laughs> it to be more, feels- like, mentally challenging? Like, or can you do, or do you like the, like, really repetitive? I feel like, like- repetitive for me can be slightly triggering. Uh, so, like, it's not necessarily, like, so I want something that's like, doesn't feel like I'm focusing on, like, how how long I'm running, you know, that because I, I am very competitive with myself as well. And so I think when I go to the gym, like I just push myself and I push myself like I'll set a time or a goal and then I'll just as soon as I get there, I'm like, OK, like 10 more minutes, you know, and then I yeah. just keep pushing myself. So it, it's like I just kind of want something that's like fun, that kind of like the time passes and it's like a good workout. But I don't feel like I'm sitting there like I do think the Muay Thai and stuff like that is really badass that you guys got into that because, oh, my gosh, I mean, being able to just like fight out. Do you think Kelly's a Muay Thai chick or a jiu-jitsu chick? Muay Thai. Kelly's a Muay Thai chick? What's the main difference between this two? Muay Thai is like standing, punching, kicking, um, and jiu-jitsu's all on the ground. Like ground wrestling and... Like holds. Yeah. Chokes and (laughs) arm bars. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. you're like smushed. (laughs) Getting smothered. It took me a long time. Because I know we have very similar traumas and past experiences like it took me a long time to be okay with that and it took me a long time to even be able to like even think about rolling with dudes so for Muay Thai it was like it was almost like like that barrier like we're not like touching really unless you're working clenches but um I fucking hate (laughs) clenching um but yeah like it's 
it's fun yeah. and it's, it's such a good workout and it's like one of those things where like you're not going to be good at it right away like it is something that you build up and drills and like stuff that like that too. yeah where you see your skill building and stuff like that you know um also if you ever want to so the gym that i train at for now um they do like a fight fit in the morning before the muay thai class and it's all like circuit training and I actually prefer to do that when I go to the gym now because like I used to like try to lift heavy at the gym and I'm realizing like that doesn't work for me like I like to do my own little circuits at the gym and that's really fun and for me like I find things that I do enjoy doing like it's kind of like orange theory but not as culty (laughs) so like if you ever want to like go and lift and stuff like I'd more than I could be more than happy to like go show you like really easy things and like I use a five pound weight for a lot of them because it's just like oh yeah a lot of reps is that like during the week too yeah okay because I feel like the only reason why I came I feel like when you guys do the free classes or whatever it's like on Sundays or something and I can't make it yeah I never go to any Sunday things I have a free three-day pass if you want to go I really do yeah I'm like that's the thing like I was like even if it I mean I was thinking back on it too and I'm like I'm not so much a hoop chick anymore I feel like uh creeping on 30 is a little weird to be still dancing around with a hula hoop but do it when I thought about that like (laughs) I want to learn Jamie wanted to hoop too I can hoop a tiny bit can we make a hoop routine (laughs) oh my god (laughs) we can go over there and practice when it starts getting nice out yeah I mean, that to me was like, that was just like meditational kind of just like, and I was working out, but I never felt like it, but it was just, I would be out there like hooping for like, (laughs) my roommates always used to make fun of me because I'd be like, say when I say hooping, it sounds like pooping and they'd be like, what have you been doing all day? I'm like, oh, I'm just hooping in the backyard. They're like, you were doing (laughs) Just just pooping in the back. I'm like, I'm working out. I'm spitting all day back there. I'm like worried. It sounds like I'm saying like, I'm really into pooping on the podcast, but uh, no, I think. That's what I'm going to call this episode. (laughs) Kelly's really into pooping. Great. Can you call it pooping on the pod? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was truly just like, it was something that like I just would do and I would get caught up and like lose time doing it. It felt like it didn't feel like a working out, but I noticed a difference like in my body and it was like to me that's what I want to find again like I was like even if it's like rock climbing which the gyms are pretty expensive and stuff like that but like anything like you know that's not like just at a gym on a treadmill which I don't mind it's just like I don't feel like I'm gonna be super consistent with that and I don't think where I'm at as far as uh my recovery is just gonna be like very beneficial to me um so but what are you eating right now like what's your diet look like uh, well, me and my boyfriend just got back together and I feel like I've been eating kind of just his type of, I don't know, like I'll just cook dinner for him and he's not concerned about any of things. So I feel like my diet has played a big part in all this. I don't feel like I'm really eating. Like I tend to gravitate towards vegan and vegetarianism, but, um, I'm not so strict on it, but I've definitely fallen away from that. I just don't feel like I'm eating, I feel like I'm eating really heavy, like, meat and, like, a lot of, like, white rice and pasta, and I'm just like, ugh, like, this isn't the type of diet I would typically. Well, if he's not concerned, like, can you just make whatever you want and I've force started him to eat like, it? I know, yeah. I've just started like, kind of like. This is dinner now, bitch. Like, <laughs> you can just eat, like, zucchini noodles. Yeah. And that's what I want to start kind of like. Oh, cauliflower rice? That's yeah. That's like, bomb. I know, it's really so good. And it's, yeah. I'll, like, make, like, brown rice instead of white rice, and he's kind of like. But I mean, fine. at the end of the day, like, it's a grain. And, like, yeah. grains 
will bulk you. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think, like, it's very, um, I don't know, it's very, like, cliche, like, American, like, like massive protein, massive amounts of carbs, and, like, vegetables. Rice and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, like, a rice, what did I say? Like your, potatoes. your potatoes, your <laughs> vegetables. Steak and potatoes, yeah. We yeah. literally had pot roast yesterday, and I was like, this is just like. That sounds pretty good, though. It is honest. so good, but that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like everything in moderation, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, <sighs> I don't know. I probably ate like three pieces of bread yesterday at dinner last night before I went to sleep. You're so bad. I know. <laughs> Rosemary bread with mayo. Yeah. With mayo. Oh, and steak. <laughs> they, it was like mayo little, it was like a sandwich. Oh. But then we also ate like extra like, pieces of bread and butter. Yeah. But there was okay. mayo rosemary and bread mustard yes. involved. Carbs are for sure my weakness. And it was so good. This rosemary bread though, it's like fucking fire. There's the one from HEB is the best, but I got one from Whole Foods. It's okay. So here's the thing. Just saying. I'm just going to give tip. my two cents. Oh, or I'll just Hot give tip, eat some rosemary bread. <laughs> just kidding. Don't eat bread. But well, if you are, you that rosemary bread's good. You can eat bread, but bread is good for people that do like Muay Thai and hit training that is like high cardio, high intense. Hey, I'm you, a runner now, so I can eat bread. <laughs> there just you got go. a carb load. Yeah, you See? do. Because then your body's burning it. Like protein is going to like fuel your muscles and get you bulky. Um, carbs will get you bulky if you're not like burning it off right away. Yeah. So be gentle with yourself. You're figuring it out. Like, and even just, I don't know, doing you and figuring out what works for you. Don't, life is so fucking complicated when it comes down to like, I should look like this. I want to do this, but I can't. And it's like, we all want everything right away. And it's, it's a path to fucking get there. We can't teleport yet, guys. I'm working on it. Yeah. Come on, JMO. trying. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I know. And there's so much, like, other shit to worry about. Like, if you can just be, like, gentle with you and, like, what you do and just be like, okay, 25 minutes a day doing this, 25 minutes a day doing this, going to make this choice today. Fucking good. Smooth sailing. Yeah, I think the thing I'm struggling with right now is, like, and I, I, I mean, I do think I should be in therapy to help navigate this whole situation, but, uh, like... Well, you came in the right place. I know. These ladies. Here we are. (laughs) These ladies know. But I (laughs) am just recently in recovery from an eating disorder. And I think that um, I'm trying to balance the, like, I want to eat healthy, what I know is healthy. But I also, like, being like, I can't or I shouldn't really eat, like, that much right. Or, you know, it still feels like I'm trying to just kind of navigate, like, is it restricting or, you know, I'm like is it a behavior to be like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this much rice or I shouldn't, you know, so I'm just kind of like just trying to embrace everything right now and just kind of being like no sort of like restrictions on anything and just being like kind of more like uh, mindful eating, I guess, like eating whatever and like not letting that control me, but just more in moderation, I guess, is like. That's probably the way to do it. I feel like if you were to go to like a doctor, nutritionist or something, they would probably have some like obscure ideas to what you what you should be for health and maybe they'd be like oh well you're five six you should weigh a hundred and fucking 40 pounds or something like that Mm -hmm. I don't know what they would say but (laughs) you'd be like uh that's a lot like for me and like my actual body type and whatever so it's like I don't know I feel like that might I would worry that that would make me feel like 
if they would tell me to eat all this shit and then even if it was good and healthy for me, it would just be like, this but isn't not, actually what I want to be. It's not like sustainable. Life. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And like, you're know. not feel working like it's out you. in order like a lot. So like start there yeah. too. And like your body will, is like, again, it's not going to change like right away, but it will change. And you just have to find a way to like navigate around this. Like if you're unhappy now, like it just starts with one change. Mm-hmm. And here's where I will fucking put my two cents in because who gives a fuck if you are restricting your diet at first? Like, if you're not, like, practicing your eating disorder, who gives a fuck if you're, like, a vegan just because you're restricting? Like, you're eating, and you're eating healthy, and, like, whatever. And then, I don't know, go from there. Like, baby steps. You can't go from, like, eating disorder to, like, 110% recovered. Like, give yourself some grace in that matter of, like, the only thing I'll say with that is, like, that is typically my route to, I mean, I've attempted recovery numerous times, and I think I rely heavily on the veganism when I'm first getting into recovery because, to me, it feels safe, and which is totally fine for, like, a little while, but then I start restricting, on like, you know, I'm, like, I start finding things within veganism where I'm already, like, restricting even more, like... What about vegetarianism? And that's the other thing, too. There's a little bit more freedom. Like, yeah. maybe you don't do such a restrictive diet. Yeah, veganism is pretty restrictive. Yeah. But um, I know. I just found for myself, like, it, it is really easy to slowly start creating rules within that and start, like, restricting even within that. But I just, I've, I am very, to me, actually, like, vegetarianism was a very, like, behavioral thing I use as an eating disorder like as an excuse to kind of be like I can't eat when I'm out or like I'll just have a salad because uh there's nothing on the menu or you know whatever. that's okay Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to eat a fuck time just have a salad and that's the thing like that's where I'm trying to balance those thoughts of like is this still like because people do that when they're eating healthy like you know you don't have to have the burger just because you don't want to be like do you ever like ask out loud like when you're there if like we were to go to lunch right now and there was something on the menu and you had one of those slots, would you ever just ask it out loud and hear what the people you're with would say and be like, mm, no, I think that's fine. And I guess like to get some like feedback and then just be more open about it and not feel so like trapped in you. Yeah, I don't know. Getting like trapped in your own thoughts of like your own like, dialogue. Just being open think. Of, I yeah. think being open about that kind of a thing might make it easier, you know? Yeah, well, at least with people you trust. You can't, obviously, no, you can't <laughs> just say <laughs> shit. A weird and, then, and, then yeah. and they'll be like, uh, just eat the burger, sweetie. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, but you would need... Oh, I fucking hate when people are like, oh, you need a cheeseburger. It's right, like, you exactly. you need to shut the fuck up. That's yeah. what you need to do. But I think, like, so I am following this uh, girl that is in, like, uh, she's has this like recovery account that's been majorly helpful for me but i who is it shout out uh megzy's recovery um on instagram on instagram megzy's recovery yo girl Uh, i feel like it's honestly super beneficial for any i mean so many girls like i would say are on a spectrum of an eating disorder in some way um you know all have those thoughts or negative body image or things like that and just the way she's in like a cbt therapy and she's been in recovery for multiple times and Honestly, just the things I've, like, taken from her, just the way she, like, thinks about, rationalizes the irrational thoughts of eating disorders and stuff like that. She's constantly posting stuff, and to me, it just makes me check myself. I think the one thing that I took away from that was to know if it's restricting or just, you know, truly, it's like, 
do I really want that burger and I'm just ordering a salad because I feel like I should or I don't want to gain weight or is it because like I really truly want the salad you know and like I think that's like where I have to like kind of separate that like do I want like do I need uh, some vegetables in my diet right now like or like you know if I really really want that burger but I'm just saying like I just want the salad because I don't you know I'm scared of the calories or whatever do you, you like know. lettuce wrap burgers uh, P. Terry's, shout out. Shout out, P. Terry's. <laughs> do you, what do you get from Hop Dotty? I know that's your oh favorite my gosh. restaurant. How do you, oh, you know me so because well, Because we're, we're best yeah. friends. Come on. <laughs> uh, the Diablo Burger, obviously. But they yeah, wrap obviously. their burgers and lettuce. <laughs> wrap their burgers See, and like, day. I just need to get on Jamie's. Uh, Jamie's lettuce <laughs> wrap bread-free I level. love, like, helping people with this shit and I do feel like you've you know you are someone that I like look up to and I know you have like your own struggles with that and I think that like but you've come to a healthy ish you know like point with it you know obviously body image nowadays is so hard to deal with and like not even just eating disorders as like that category but like body dysmorphia and body image and like comparing yourself and like not I don't know just so much shit we it's so hard so hard and just to like know what's right and to like you have to like almost reintroduce yourself to your body i think that's like i was talking to uh juliet i think and were you there i think at docs and um just talking about like i kind of i feel like i kind of froze my body or like my idea of where my body should be from like when i started my eating disorder at 13 and i just realized like how that was something i learned from the megzy's recovery as well but just kind of like that's not your body's natural body weight. The only way to maintain that is through some sort of restrictive behavior, whether it be over-exercising or binging and purging or restricting. And I think just kind of coming to terms with, like, it's actually been crazy to me. Like, even though I feel like I've gained so much weight, like, and I know I shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't. You're allowed just to weigh, yeah. I know, but yeah. to, <laughs> to weigh myself or whatever. But, like, I kind of just felt like I haven't looked at the scale since I started. And, Good. um... I was throw it away, burn it. <laughs> I, I fucking hate scales. But I did go back. I went home to my place yesterday, and I like stepped on the scale, and in my head, I was like, "Oh God!" Like I probably gained like twenty pounds or something. And I feel like I've just been eating whatever, and like, you know. And I think it, mentally that makes me feel like I should be like have just continually gained weight. But the thing is, like, I have just been kind of eating, and my body has stayed exactly at this weight, which is not even. <laughs> significantly more than it was before um and so I think just realizing like your body has like a kind of a set where your body wants to be kind of like mm-hmm. Becca was saying like yeah. the ther- your nutritionist can be like oh this is a this you know 20 it. pounds more be. would be like a healthier weight but to me like I can eat what I want and like maintain at this weight and it definitely helps having uh, all the like ladies at the salon and you guys just constantly commenting on how good my ass looks now. Oh, that I have. yeah, <laughs> Kelly's Kelly body says is she amazing. She gained twenty pounds, but it's like all in the right place. Kelly's, like, you went like, straight like, to my ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got the Becca booty now. Hey, she's I know. got like the perfect. I'm gonna get like, dethroned. Ugh, so unfair. Yeah, no. But that I'm, does like, help. Like a boy, I'm like gaining weight, and it's like all in like my armpits and like my. <laughs> <laughs> That's that armpits. <laughs> all of my armpits. Oh no. See, I'm the one that's what? actually like trying to lose weight here, you guys. So I don't know. It's funny seeing, not but funny, but it's interesting yeah. from like all the perspectives because 
I don't, even with like weight loss, like you can still plateau because your body's like, oh no, this is a pretty chill and like place thing. to be. And then you lose like, it can be really hard to like lose five pounds, but then all of a sudden you lose 10 and then it's really difficult again because your body just like readjusts and it's like, here we are, we're chilling, we're fine. But I think only within the last few months did I even like start looking in the mirror and being like, wait, I am a woman. Yeah. I'm like straight up an adult. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in my mid late 20s and this is probably like my prime to be honest like Mm -hmm. so it's only gonna get like I'm only gonna get older and like wrinklier and whatever (sighs) so if this is this is my only time to shine and be young and like whatever let it all let it all out or whatever not let it out it's like holding on to this idea of like my body at 13 you know it's like now it's just like oh well my body's not i can't expect a growth spurt you know (laughs) i can't expect to like anything different other than what i'm doing now and to make it like fine-tune it you know and like this is just this is who i am i think that was actually like probably one of the biggest things like when i went to jamie's house like i was like pm i was like bloating like crazy just from like and I was just like oh like and I'm just like you know what this is just like this is gonna happen yeah every month like I am a woman and like my body is gonna do this and I'm like I'm so sick of just like fighting my body on like what Mm -hmm. it's just trying to naturally do and like what it's naturally gonna look like and like and I think that's like to the point where I've just kind of actually feel like I've embraced recovery for the like the most committed I have in 15 years so I think like to me, it's just been kind of accepting that, like, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of curves. And, like, actually, like, a, like most people, like, appreciate them, Oh, yeah. Which we're is, like, into it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah the ladies that don't have curves, I'm just like, what <laughs> the fuck? How do I do that? But, again, like, it is. It's your body. And, like, that's something that, you know, again, like I said, you have to reintroduce yourself to a whole new shape. Yeah. A whole new, even, like, thought process. Because now, like, you're not the same person you were when you were 13. Yeah. So, yeah, just, like love it and so it's so easy to look at it and be like ugh I hate it I hate my ass ugh I don't know who would ever say that but (laughs) like just be like oh I love it instead and like just like try to change your perspective you know Mm -hmm. and like change your self talk like it's possible it's not easy but it's totally possible to just like completely rewire your brain to think something completely different yeah 100% I just think like something that I also kind of came to terms with was just like even at like my lowest weight and when I was fully into my eating disorder I still felt like I almost looked the same like I didn't personally like feel like I looked any different like a body dysmorphia but like it's just so bizarre because then I'll like look back at pictures and be like when was I ever that thin like I don't remember getting to that point and like so I'm just like you know is it worth it to do that and to like live so you know miserably like destroying your body for something when you don't even you never when like you don't you, even notice yeah it. you don't even appreciate it or yeah, sure. when you're there you know so i'm just kind of like you know what you should well. do you should look into ayurveda because it's all about like the constitution of your specific body in general and it gives you specific foods that are good and nourishing for your body because some foods are good for some people and some aren't like i cannot eat red meat i've heard this yeah what is it called Ayurveda. I'll send you a test and you can kind of figure out which one you are. Interesting. Um, but it's really helpful. And, like, even just down to once you find foods that, like, is good for your body, again, it's still, like, kind of a neurotic controlling kind of behavior. But, like, 
schedule your meals. Like, sit down on a Sunday and be like, on Monday, Mm -hmm. I want to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. And, like, at least you're eating and, like, you can plan it out when you're controlling what you're eating. But it's, like, healthier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I say, I did that and I saved, like, 200 bucks by, like, planning out my meals and, like, grocery shopping. It was nuts. I actually had money, like, by the time my next paycheck came. And I was like, this is nuts. How did that happen? That, like, but checks off two of my goals for the month. I know. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's why, honestly, though, it's, like, made a huge difference. And I don't, like, eat breakfast really anymore either. So, like, I don't worry about that. And I'll just have, like, lunch and dinner. And usually if, I don't know, if you're the one that cooks, then, yeah, you are the one that's going to have to figure it out. But... <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you make enough for dinner, then you can just have, like, leftovers for lunch. And then if there's even a little bit more leftovers, just incorporate that into the next dinner. And then it just kind of, like, you just save money. I wonder if she's a pita kaffa. And if you're waking up up. at 1130 anyway, you're not eating breakfast. Yeah. It's fine. I definitely am not a breakfast chick. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have to be either. I think (laughs) breakfast is, like, overrated. Yeah. Coffee all day. Coffee all day. <laughs> Coffee with heavy cream. Oh, yes. I've heard. That's for, like, intermittent mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. fasting. Kind of yeah. Because then it's, like, kind of gives you a little bit of something so you don't feel, like, so hungry. But it's also, like, rooted enough so where you're not, like, crazy, like, jacked on caffeine. I have heard that helps mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it does. Or you can eat avocados. Those are good. Why is like this being stupid? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Do you want me to... I kind of want to pull another one. Yeah, pull another card. I really like our conversation, though. I just like this. <laughs> which would you like... Wait. Which would you most like to hear one of the following from? What? What was that? Oh, who? <laughs> Not what. <laughs> who would you like to hear one of the following from? So here are some little quotes. I love you. I support you. I appreciate you. I miss you. I trust you. Who do you want to hear that from? Like, as a whole? <laughs> I guess. Uh... <laughs> Read it one more time. What, what did they say? They're going to say, I love you. I support you. I appreciate you. I miss you. I trust you. Uh, it sounds like my mother. <laughs> That'd be Probably nice. the, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that would be nice. What about you, Jamo? Who do you want to hear that from? Hmm. I don't know. You're not a words of affirmation. Not a words chick. of affirmation, <laughs> chick. I don't know. Probably my husband, just because he's my husband. <laughs> I need to know these things. I just sent you the Ayurvedic oh, test. It'll break it down for you. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm very Vata. You think? These are like religious. <laughs> well, it's the guy that did the. Did you grow up religious, Cal? Oh, did I? <laughs> oh, did I? She says. <laughs> Do yeah, you think that worked for you or against you? Oof. I mean, I always say I'm actually, in hindsight, very thankful that I, like, grew up religious. Um, because what I think kind of the religion Catholic? that I grew up in, no, was uh, non-denominational. So oh, it was very... Oh, me too. Yeah. It was more a laid-back, like, less uh, regimented 
type of less regimented, regimented, just as bitchy. Yeah. Like, I think it got me, it served as like a good tool to get me through a lot of the stuff I went through growing up. And, uh, so for that, I'm thankful. I kind of look back and I'm like, what kind of, what kind of person would I have become at this point if I didn't have that, um, kind of hope or some sort of faith that this was like all gonna serve for a better purpose or, you know whatever I just I think I held on to that a lot growing up and I think I am who I am because of that and I think I am still kind of like can see you know I don't know like have empathy for people or you know um kind of forgive my past I guess maybe a little bit and kind of move forward I don't know if I would have had that kind of peace in my life if I didn't have religion growing up but um, I definitely struggle with the idea of it now. When did you, like, kind of start questioning or, like, giving it up or what? I think when I had boyfriends. Ah. <laughs> that kind of questioned <laughs> me. She wanted to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely struggled with the whole, um, a Purity. lot of, like, the, ru- the <laughs> rules they have around religion. Um, I think I just, I definitely had a lot of people kind of, as I got older and hung out with more people that weren't just, I think growing up, I only hung out with people that went to church with me and believed the same things I did. And I think when I kind of grew up and had people question the things that I believed, I didn't really always have the answers for them or didn't even necessarily agree with some of the things. Uh, I struggle a little bit with like, I mean, I was like, well, how can I be religious and have sex before married or live with my boyfriend or, you know, just do these things that I didn't feel like were necessarily wrong being in committed relationships for years and um, just, you know, numerous other things where, you know, I'd be like, I do swear a lot and I'm not this uh, cookie cutter person, but I don't necessarily feel like I deserve to go to Right. for that you know and but I'm like, just like calls your, like I'm a good person but yeah it like calls your identity and your confidence into question too you know it's like then you just feel guilty for your own I think I like got, you just make yourself feel guilty and then it's I don't know I think I struggled a with a lot of carrying guilt around religion um mm-hmm. just for like life in general and then also just kind of like feeling um I don't know like definitely guilt and um, I forgot where I was going with that. Guilt for sure around yeah. that and just not feeling like, uh, oh, I think what I was going to say is I think I kind of played, I kind of like realized I was kind of letting life happen to me and kind of just being like, well, God's in control of everything. And I kind of mm. just stayed in the victim mindset and James you can jump like, in. Like, fuming over here no, now. No, no, no. It's okay. Because, I mean, I, I don't mind. To, like, I don't. I think that it allowed me to kind of feel like, well, you know, I can't really do a whole lot because, you know, this is supposed to happen. This is the cards that I was dealt. I think I played that story in my head a long time. Like, these are just the cards that I was dealt. Like, I'm, you know. See, here's my thing with religion. And I got into my faith a lot older. Like, I started going to church when I was 21. And, like. I did not have faith growing up. I did not grow up in the church growing up. I mean, I did, like, go with my aunt and uncle a few times, but, like, it was, like, a Pentecostal church where people, like, falling down on the floor, speaking in tongues. So, like, never really, like, had a core belief system. Um, I would say Christianity is, like, my core belief system because I do believe in God and I do believe in Jesus, but I fucking 
hate the church and I don't believe that they preach the right things to people. I think they want to keep you small. And I think especially growing up in the church, I mean, they brainwash you to believe these things. Like, yeah, God is in control, but they also forget, like, God also gives us free will. And they tell you that, like, you have all these rules and regulations and we grow up, like, feeling guilty for, like, having these natural urges as humans. But yet they, like, preach salvation. So, like, what's the point of you telling me that I'm forgiven for my sins? Like, you guys all come together on Easter because you believe that Jesus rose from the dead and, like, was nailed to a fucking cross, but yet I can't fuck before I'm married? Like, so then what the fuck was that for? Why do you guys celebrate it? Why, what is your thought process behind any of it? It's, like, it's cherry-picking and it's manipulative, and I think that they take the spirituality out of what faith is and who God is as a person. Like, that's all I think religion and church does is, like, puts God in this box so they can, like, control this mass of people. I mean people that are like afraid of like gay marriage or like uncomfortable around people who are I struggled with yeah I was like I can't get behind no this if they but it's because their minds are small they're grown up to think that like this one way that was like what this was three thousand years ago times have fucking changed and y'all Jesus (laughs) died for us to like do whatever the fuck we want to do like yeah we have a path yeah like God's will be done, whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, he's given us complete control over our own lives, and, like, possibilities are fucking endless, and it just makes me so mad that, like, there's so many people that, you know, have guilt and shame, because I struggled with the exact same thing, like, I feel like for the longest time, like, I, I struggled with that so much, as, like, somebody who's 21, why the fuck would I ever, like, brainwash myself into thinking like this is the only way of life when like that's not who I was I felt like I was trying to fit myself into their box and like churches that are like come as you are and it's like I mean you don't want me to come as I am like you (laughs) want to like attract all these broken people because you think that they're weak and you want to brainwash them into thinking that you know your way is the only way and like this is just my perspective and my experience with the church but like Oh, it makes me so mad. And I think it is good to have a belief system and something bigger than us because I do believe that this world is created and it's perfect for human life and it sustains itself. It's great. It's I'd rather live here than fucking Mercury. So <laughs> I think that's an option, James. <laughs> Learn how to time travel. Warp. Time warm, I'm learning. I'm working on it. But yeah, I just like I don't know, it's it is a difficult place to be, especially when you do grow up as a kid in the church like there's some heavy shit that happens in the bible and right, a lot of it true. is like parables and like somebody's journal entry essentially like it's not something it can that can be left for interpretation yeah like exactly. i think that's something i realized too is like the bible because i've heard different sermons on the same topic and different interpretations of it and i think that was another thing i realized is like Really, it's just a lot of people's interpretation and, like, how they want to cherry-pick certain things out of it. And, uh, I mean, and that's what I mean. It's, like, at the end of the day, there are a lot of, like, very positive uh, parables and, like, good life lessons and things to think about and, like, live by, like, the golden rule and things like that. You know, I do think I still carry that with me, and that was, like, something I was – I know it sounds really cliche Christian kid, but, like, just to – you know, you treat others how you value. Yeah, like, and that's where I'm like, I don't think it was that. a bad thing to have those instilled in me as a kid. But 
Um, I don't just, I don't know. There are parts of me that kind of miss it. Like I was talking to one of my clients and uh, she was just talking about Hinduism actually. And I was kind of like, you know, she was just kind of talking about like she had lost her sister um, and just kind of like the peace that she had with that and just kind of, you know, just talking to her. Like I was kind of like, wow, like I kind of wish that I still had some sort of spiritual belief because just like the peace that she had I was like that's the kind of peace I used to feel in my life you know as much as you're kind of like you know it's kind of a victim-y way to live and be like God's in control at the same time when times are really hard it's kind of like God's in control like it's not all on you and like I think that was like a big amount of peace that I had there's times where I almost wish that I still (laughs) believed like there's times where I literally am like like trying really hard to like kind of believe it but to me it still have like a hard time really you know at the end of the day like no one really knows and so I think it's it truly is a faith you know that's why they call it faith you know you just have to completely just trust that like we don't have the answers but like it could be true and I there's part of me that wishes that I still had some sort of like religion to hold on maybe not religion but some sort of faith like a spiritual practice sort of thing yeah I think and I mean I I mean I think the tarot readings and things like that like they kind of like help me a little bit i feel like it connects you to Mm -hmm. like the spirit of whatever god is you know and like that's the thing is like god is intangible like he's literally like a dimension he's literally like energy he's not a person or a thing he is just there like i don't know it's so hard to explain like no one can even wrap your head around it like we can't wrap our heads around that's the only other thing too is i feel like there is like a such a connection to in some extent of like in all the religions to some extent like there's still kind of this idea of like this higher power there's kind of just different interpretations of or you know their own other tidbits and like how even within christianity like catholics definitely have different like views on like how things should be done and things like that you know so it's but i think at the end of the day there's still like everyone kind of believes that there's like this higher power you know within it and so i think that is kind of interesting it's like i think um, I, I do think there's probably something more to this world. I don't think it's completely just pointless, you know, pointless, but I think being able to try to like, not being able to like kind of narrow it down and like have a lot of proof on anything is kind of where I struggle with. And everybody's salvation quote unquote is personal. Everybody's connection with God or spirit or universe is personal and everybody's perception of reality is different so just say like you should believe one thing and this is the only way to believe and this is how you should feel otherwise you're wrong yeah that's what i I struggle with yeah i don't think that's fair and especially when you are a child that's ingrained in you for a long time Mm -hmm. and i think it robs you of something so beautiful like a connection with the fucking universe yeah so and on the flip side i mean there are people who go to church and are christians that are great people and are so open-minded um but yeah it's hard to it's not black and white i don't know i think also going back to like life life is a journey right or it's like your walk with jesus or whatever all those things (laughs) that they say but it is it's like you can you don't have your whole life if you think about it like you have so much time like we're in our 20s like we could presumably live to be a hundred like we don't have to believe the same one thing 
right now till we're 100. We don't have to stick with the things we believed when we were 13 to now, but maybe when we're in our 40s, we'll be like, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm coming back here. After all the shit that I've seen, like, yes, it has been proven to me. It's like, I don't think by any means we should even have all the answers now at this point. Like, and that's where kind of I find my comfort is like, yeah, I don't know shit. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to live my day in a way that bring, that does bring me some sort of like satisfaction or peace or, you know, it can be helpful and useful to other people. Like, and that's, that I think is like the spiritual practice is what, from everything that I've heard listening to like Oprah and all the people she has on her podcast and stuff. It's like, they're just like your practice, your spiritual practice should just be like you taking time to just meditate. If you want to use that word or just like do something that brings you something and give something to someone else. And however you do that, it doesn't matter what label you put on it. It doesn't matter if you call yourself a Christian or you're a Hindu or you're just spiritual or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like as long as you're living a life that's meaningful to yourself and, you know, isn't hurting anyone else, then it's all good. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. You know? Like yeah. why spend so much time arguing about it? I don't. I don't and see the point God, in we're that. Like you know, killing people over it and yeah, like it's straight so... up and have been for fucking millennia. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. That's the thing. Even with the whole manifesting thing, I'm like, when I coming from a like Christian background, I was kind of like, huh, like because I've seen manifesting work at least in my head. But then I'm also like, I feel like it's very similar to prayer in a way you know it's like almost the same thing really you're just more directing it towards god or you know versus just like the universe and Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like if you know if it's not a coincidence or whatever like that's what i mean it's like that's where i struggle with being like oh christianity is like the only way because i'm like if there's different ways of you know I mean, sometimes, like, I pray, but I pray instead of saying, like, dear God, I'm like, dear universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I direct I it. I, it's like I try to merge the two of them, sort of, in I a way. I think they're the same. I think so, too. I think I mean, they're the not? exact same. I think, like, God is the universe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like, that's what I mean. I think it's kind of, it's, I don't know. I think it's just trying to, like, narrow down, like, the general idea like everyone's mm-hmm. just trying to narrow it down into like their own specific religion or whatever but I think they're all kind of on the same page and that's maybe where I struggle with um trying to understand like how like some other religions like how Christians think that like oh because they don't believe in Jesus was the son of God then like they go to hell but like they're all just trying to figure out like the same concept you know right. but like that's what I kind of disagree with too and I'm like you know like we grew up in America so this was like Christianity is like one of the main religions and so we were taught that this is you know the norm or like acceptable but like if you grew Jesus up in another place Jesus wasn't even like, in fucking America <laughs> I know. well well according and, to unless you're that Mormon, Mormon. yeah <laughs> Jesus came to America yeah he came to chill chill in America but like that, Christopher Columbus uh, oh my god yeah. he walked he the water all the way here <laughs> he across the, the ocean he sprinted <laughs> oh my god yeah I don't know it's that's the thing I mean I just I remember like um just like my little brother was traveling to Thailand to and like was talking to people on the plane that were like from other countries that like weren't Christian and 
trying to like basically convert them and like on the being like you know and i'm just like how would you feel like if someone came up to you and was like you know yeah and was like your your religion is life yeah like your culture and like your you know and just be like oh embrace hinduism or whatever you know it's like a simple conversation is okay yeah but the minute you start getting pushy it's like "Mm, and i'm like do you think that's gonna work like and that's what i'm saying like if someone came up to you and like you know you're so like steadfast in your beliefs like i mean would you convert if someone came up to you and told you you were wrong and like you should believe this instead like i'm like i just don't understand how like that's the christian thing to do like and i know he's honestly like i know he's coming from a place of in his head, he thinks he's, I mean, from what he believes and is taught that, that that's, you know, trying to save people, you know, like he has good intentions behind it. You know, he wants people to like be as happy as he is or, you know, like find the peace and solace that he has like within his religion. But like if they have that on their own, then like I don't, that's where I struggle with the whole Christianity thing too is like having to like kind of convert everyone to believe, you know, a certain thing that you believe. And so I don't know. I guess that's like kind of where I started falling off with the whole religion thing. But I think I've always kind of like admired uh, Jamie's perspective on religion and just less religion and more kind of like spirituality and just like a relationship, like a personal relationship, you know. It's almost like people think that like they're going to go to hell if their friends don't believe in Jesus or something. Like Cardi B says, like, Mm -hmm. what I eat doesn't make you shit. (laughs) So it's like. Oh, Cardi. Oh, Cardi. Do we need a humble brag? Is it time? Gotta, here, it's. Um, I mean, I would say it's probably time to humble brag. <laughs> All right, Kel. Give us your humble brag. Um, I've been uh, hustling a little bit more at work at, after being in, like, a bit of a rut the last few weeks, and... Um, this paycheck should be enough to sustain life for two weeks. So <laughs> you looked like you wanted to do a hootie who. I was doing do a, it. A, a hootie who. Raise the roof. There we go. Yes. yes. <laughs> raise the roof. Yes. Yes. So I mean that feels good to just kind of be back on track a little bit more on the upswing of things in life. So that's a good one. Oh, good for you. Grazie. Extra. Um, I had appointment number two of a color correction the other day and she told me that I exceeded her expectations Hells yeah. and I was like wow I've never heard that before from anyone when I'm doing their hair so <laughs> that felt nice you were awesome. an expectation exceeder exceeder for sure <laughs> she put that on your business card I know I was like oh you should gosh. write that down and send it to my boss yeah <laughs> I didn't say that on but I should have so that yeah. I can get a Facebook shout out yeah because <laughs> that's what I live for yeah validation one day i'll get a facebook <laughs> shout out i have never gotten one i'll give you one all right thanks okay perfect i'll bribe you guys facebook <laughs> shout out me it's me what's your humble brag oh my god i don't know if i have a humble brag i'm so bad at this i never have a humble brag what about just what happened with trip okay i went to wisconsin yeah i guess my humble brag was i didn't lose my fucking mind and i was able to control my emotions the whole time i was there you seemed you your instagram persona seemed like it was loving it oh yeah the whole I was, time i was loving oh well i was also like sad but I think well, it was just on the like gram perspe- you weren't. So. It was like just like perspective of like it would have been so easy for me to be like, you know, 
why is this my life blah 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 but i just went back with like gratefulness rather than like regret i felt that from your instagram story (laughs) okay cool (laughs) my humble brag is that (laughs) whatever that was i'm just standing up so i can go over there okay (laughs) are we done i think we're about done we're an hour and 21 minutes in. Oh, cool. Look at that. <laughs> Technology. Technology is crazy. Um, do we have anything to say? Any last words? Thank you, Kyle, for oh. coming on and being our guest and gracing us with your presence at 9.30 in the morning. Ooh, 9.40. I was a little late, but mm, thank you are. for having me. Yeah. It's always good hanging out with my tired girls. Yo, yes, yo. The OG. <laughs> She is the OG. Well, you guys got to meet Kel. She's great. Um, we are going to be having fun things happen here soon. Very fun things. And stay tuned. Yes. Work, 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 work. Look at that.